Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, what if? I'm Alex. What if? I'm Justin. (laughs) I'm Pete. And this episode, we're going to be breaking down what if season one, episode eight, what if... The Watcher got his butt kicked hardcore, as I believe the name of this episode. This whole thing, it seems like it's building up to what if the Watcher just didn't watch? Like, what Mm -hmm. if he actually did something? What if get involved? Yeah, what if, you know, Guys sitting on your couch, you Marvel fans, come on, get off your couch. Make a difference. Wow, what a nice inspirational message. This episode to me was more like the Watcher being like, what? What? Wait, What? What? We the even Watcher. Get to He's the Watcher in this episode. This is actually What If Ultron won. Now, obviously, we've spoiled a little bit of it already. But if you haven't, go watch the episode because we're going to jump right into it. But the big thing here, we loop back to the cliffhanger from the last episode, find out how Ultron got powered up with the Infinity Stones, a.k.a. Infinity Gems. Uh, he rounds them out very nicely here, so I think we can call them Infinity Gems in this case. Wow. Throws them into Interesting. his... Interesting. He does. Take he Alex. he throws just... them into his multiversal rock tumbler and really smooths out the edges there, which is nice uh, to see. You just go you rock past the fact that, like... Uh, Thanos got sliced like a thin pad. Yes, as usual, Pete, as usual, Pete, the recap absolutely covers every single plot point. I just talk about it and then we stop doing the podcast. Okay. All, you you rock, all, you, all you rock tumbler heads out there got to be loving this conversation <laughs> because we're talking the difference between stones and gems. And, you know, you got to throw a little sand in there mm-hmm. if you really want them smooth. Yeah, I don't I was like there. sand. Hashtag Hayden Christensen. Hashtag Anakin Skywalker. Hashtag wow. best Star Wars movie. Wow, <laughs> how dare you? We are fully <laughs> lost. Yeah, we're already out of control here. This is a what minutes. if episode Did of this Did you open podcast. that uh, hot Mountain Dew? Is that what's going on? You're drinking that morning Wrong podcast. We'll talk about that at another podcast. Oh, the broad <laughs> overview here, and I'm not, for anybody, this is just uh, for nobody in particular, I'm just going to mention a couple of plot points, and then we'll go back and fill in the rest of the plot yeah, points. This is it. No Ultron wins. Only Hawkeye and Black Widow are left on Earth. They're fighting back. Ultimately, they recruit Arnim Zola to try to infect the code of Ultron, but he has already left the universe. He's destroyed the entire MCU in this reality, discovered the Watcher, kicked the Watcher's butt, and is going to destroy every reality following his code as established in the hit movie Avengers Age of Ultron. And at the end here, the Watcher goes to the only place he is safe from this new uber-powered Ultron, which is the crystal ball, I guess, that Strange mm. Supreme from a couple of episodes back was hiding out in. And Strange Supreme says, ah, are you finally ready to accept my help? And the Watcher does, and that takes us straight into Action. next week's finale, which we will talk about towards the end of the episode. 
But first, this I is just something want to that correct we're... you real quick. Oh, okay. you, you misspoke a little bit. It's not a crystal ball. It's a small disco ball hanging off the uh, uh, kind of rearview mirror of life. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Of the uh, multiverse. Yeah. Pete, how is your religion going? Is oh, it's it, great. Are you fully? Hey, did you want yet? to sign up yet? Uh, uh, the fact that you have to sign up is sort you, of the you asked part. for a brochure, and I sent a bro to make sure you were cool with it. <laughs> Again, wrong okay. podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So. I understand you're having trouble keeping it straight for anybody who only listens to our Marvel podcast. We do a lot of them, so it gets confusing sometimes. This one, of course, is about Stargirl, so let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Let's not literally oh, that's cross not the right. Mikey! That's Come not on. right. I okay. feel like we're punching through the multiverse of the different podcasts <laughs> we do. Well, what I wanted to ask first off, though, is – this is something that we've speculated a lot about on this podcast. This is something fans have speculated about. I don't think they're particularly cagey behind the scenes about the fact that there is a bigger story here, but we're finally getting a sense of what it actually is as we start to tie up these threads and presumably in a big way next week. So how would you feel about that? How would you feel about finally seeing this plot come to the forefront out of an anthology series? Uh, I liked this episode, and I think it actually, since that what if has been this sort of mechanic setting up a bunch of stuff, but not really bringing us to conclusion for a lot of these episodes. I think that is explains why some of them haven't been as satisfying as we've wanted. Um, that it is nice when it sort of is starting to have some meaning. And this was one of the, just the most, the more successful would if stories that we've seen for this whole season. I feel like, uh, as per usual, I agree with everything Justin said. Uh, <laughs> it is nice that we went through some rough episodes and it's nice to see some of that fruit actually come to bear here where we get fruit. to see the kind of evil, uh, uh, Doctor Strange. And so it was good to see like, oh, I I muscled through that episode, but it's going to be worth it because this really started to push thing in a better direction. I so you got to eat these... your vegetables. You got to mm-hmm. eat your vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to eat your vegetables so you can get to your fruit. That's what I always mm-hmm. say to my kids. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I'm surprised to hear you say that you like this, Pete, because this is arguably one of the darkest episodes so far, given that Ultron not only wipes out all life on Earth except for Hawkeye and Black Widow, thanks to nuclear bombs, but also all life in the entire universe. Yeah, it's interesting because it seems like he just wants peace and quiet. Like he tries to be like, ah, nobody's talking. And then he's like, who is that? What is that? You know, so like, yeah, you know, you can as uh, as you know, you guys have uh, kids running all over the place. You you've got to feel like murdering a couple of planets just to get some silence every once in a while. Mm, well, that's a that's a dicey road we're going down there with that line of logic. But go ahead, Justin. Um, it, it is funny. He just wants a little break um, from noise. He should just sit in the quiet car on the back mm-hmm. of the Amtrak train. <laughs> uh, the um, but I do think this while it, the numbers were bleak, this episode was much less about like slowly murdering characters we know yeah. and love. Yeah. So I Thank do you. think it was um, more fun than other ones. But I did want to talk about the the big criticism, one of the big criticisms we've had about this show is how lame the comedy is. And that, that carries through into this episode too. The, the jokey moments feel really out of place. Like they're like Black Widow's like, they're on a dead earth trying desperately to save the day. They finally get a break and they're doing like sort of bits. Yeah. And I just feel like what they've done here, the mistake they made is they took the sort of Marvel quippy formula from the MCU and they're grafting it into moments where the stakes are so high. 
that it doesn't just it doesn't quite work. And the jokes are all about at the same level of just like, haha, what a funny little hat I'm wearing, or like it's they're little, so little references. I think there are points where it worked for me. Like I know you're pointing out the Black Widow stuff, but the line where Hawkeye says, "Please don't say it," and she's like, "I'm not going to say." Um, lend you a hand or whatever it is. Uh, That to me is them commenting on how they're constantly quipping in these situations that worked where it didn't work for me is with the watcher constantly being like, huh? Huh? What's going on here? Come on. Like the watcher has been safe behind his disco ball of love. And now that's like all kind of being ruined. And I felt very seen when somebody's, he's like, you're right there. Oh, come on. The answers are right there. Come on, get up, do something. Like I well, felt very it, seen in that moment. It is. I, I hear you. And I, I get if Pete LePage is there in a ghostly form having that reaction. <laughs> but we're meant to think that this watcher has seen everything throughout all of history and time and space. Right. And he's like, hey, come on, buddy, pick the box, pick the well, box. And it's like, chill out, dude, you're an ancient crumbling. being. He's, yeah, but his, all of reality relies on Jeremy Renner to look something up. I mean, we're doomed. Okay? I'll tell you what, Black I agree Black Widow had to come over and be like, you douchebag. You give up right in front of the thing. And that was funny. It was funny-ish where he was like, hey, that's my box. You know, like, that was in my box, you know. And, um, but... I- I think the thing is, and maybe this is my expectations of what the Watcher is like in the comic books versus how they're depicting him in the series, because they have been pretty consistent about poking the austerity of the Watcher down a bit throughout the jokes, which I haven't liked throughout, because in the comic books, he is this very serious character who only comes at universe-threatening events and watches there. Um, And... I don't know. It it feels a little easy to undercut him in that way in terms of the humor like we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, it, it comes down to that last line with Strange Supreme, which I should have written down where he's like, oh, you're going to make me say it. Yeah. And then I he says something I which is like, help. I need your help. Yeah. But there's a there's a little bit added to that line where he's like, uh, you're going to make me say it. And he's like. Well, strange supreme, I need to ask for your help. And it's like not the line this... is I see now, I need your help. Yes. And I assume it was I see instead of I watch or something like that. But there was something about that line that was just not quite precise enough for me. Like you're going to make me say it. What is the thing we have been waiting for him to say all along? I'm not 100% sure, but that was not it. anything. Say uh, anything, get involved, do something. I thought, I mean, the line from the comics is always like, I've never felt the urge to intervene so greatly. Like, intervene is the watcher word Mm -hmm. that I feel like I'm looking out for. And it's like, I feel like what I wanted him to say in that moment was like, I must intervene and I need your help to do it. Or something like that where it's like, yes, if he's going to go from being the watcher to being the actor or whatever. (laughs) Do you think this ties into, and this is not putting blame anywhere. I think you often with these sort of things right towards the actor, Jeffrey Wright has a very engaging everyman quality and his voice is perfect for the watcher. Come on, the silky start to the whole thing. I hear it in my head playing on a loop during the week between episodes, just every once in a while, time, space, reality. But, Go ahead, Justin. What were you I was going to say, say that, that to me is when he's most effective. Like the opening sequence of this show, I think is oh, perfect. It's and such it's a nice he, way to get you kind of in the mode for the show. 
and when we see him sort of like mealy mouth being like, oh, so should I just, uh, oh, God, the, so I, he's here. Oh, but, oh no, but the mailman the, has arrived. But it's that's like the so, thing. It's like this guy who's seen everything, is you know, witnessed so much, is so thrown off. I think that's the kind of thing of like, he doesn't know what to do is an interesting idea. Um, but I do, we're, we're kind of start, I want to kind of go back to something. We were start, we were, we were talking about the start of the show, the intro with his voice. And, you know, we get the Marvel flip, but you got to oh think at God. this point, why don't we just animate the whole thing at this point? You know, Jesus. eight episodes in, like, why can't we just do animation in animation? Wouldn't that be nice? You know, maybe they'll I've never do it for the last episode. Maybe it's okay. what if we did that thing that Pete wants us to do. Okay. I've never felt the urge to intervene so much. Pete, I must <laughs> stop you from saying that. I've watched and listened. I'm the listener, and I've listened long enough. I, I just getting into things that were positive about the episode. I did really like Black Widow and Hawkeye here. I think what this episode leads into is the strength of the series as a whole, which is that the action is very cool, like really well-staged action sequences. I've never been the biggest Hawkeye fan, but he's used very effectively here. And I'm just going to say his death thing was awesome. I didn't feel bad that he died, but it was such a cool (laughs) action sequence. And the, uh, the way they kind of like did, it was really awesome. Did you feel like, and I'm sure this was purposeful callback to the whole Vormir thing with Hawkeye and Black Widow where Black Widow died, but were you like, good? Yeah, I was like, that's how it should have gone, <laughs> yes. you fucks. Should have happened how it should have happened. Uh, yeah, I know he has a family, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, not anymore. They got blown up by nuclear bombs. Oh, man. We didn't get a little backstory on how he got that new little cool arm in place. Um, yeah. But to your point, Alex, I thought the action was great. The fight with Captain Marvel as well was really awesome. Oh, like, man. Just really cool. A lot of great Hawkeye stuff. I will say Hawkeye dying, I was like, why? You don't need to do this. You're almost out. You just climb a little bit faster, dog. Yeah. Uh, it was an un, uh, just like the Black Widow death, felt completely unnecessary and should have been. Uh, it, I don't feel like it was needed at all, especially I, like when Hawkeye. Are we going to get a Hawkeye coming in in this last episode? I don't think so, unless he's a zombie or something. No, I think this is getting into prognostication a little bit, so jumping ahead, but I think it's to clear the decks so that you get Black Widow and this Arnim Zola Ultron are off on their own so they can bring them in for the last episode. And it's fine. Get Hawkeye out of the way. That's all good with me, honestly. I hope he dies in his series, too. And then Kate I just, want, <laughs> I just want to say I really liked uh, Lake Bell as the voice of Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get, you know, the... How'd you feel ultra- about Jeremy Renner as the voice of Hawkeye? Because that didn't really work for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Risky sub it, it, mm. it was fine. But I mean, with Ultron, though, that's where I noticed a big, like, oh, we, we couldn't get James Spader. Like, this really feels... Uh, it felt really different. Yeah, yeah Toby Spader, Jones was Spader awesome. Head. Well, so just to talk about the voice of Ultron, I agree with you, Pete. This is Ross Marcand, who is Aaron on The Walking Dead. He also did not just the voice, but the body of Red Skull in Avengers Endgame and did, I think, a great job there. He nails the yeah. uh, Hugo Weaving voice. But yeah, he isn't quite right on the James Spader's voice. It's so weird and so specific. Yeah, I yeah. almost wish... And I understand why they did it, but I almost wish they had made the choice to just have Paul Bettany do it because yeah. Paul Bettany yeah. is it's the vision body. It would but have made a lot of sense. I th- was surprised cool. they didn't go that way either. 
Yeah, that would have worked a little better. And I always, one of my absolute favorite things about Age of Ultron is the way that Paul Bettany says Eldron. He just sort of mm-hmm. curls the L a little bit. It's a lot of fun. It's the little things for Alex. Yeah, it's just little a little thing. treat. You got to save yourself a little treat sometimes. Also really liked the end fight with powered up Ultron and Watcher fighting, even yeah. though him putting on the armor, them going through different realities as they're fighting every time they that punch. Was I thought it was every great. punch was a yeah. new reality. So That's cool. Fun. Very cool. Exactly what they should do there. So that was a lot of fun. I do want to bring up two questions slash quibbles that I have that I'd love to get Ooh. your guys input on. I well, love a quibble. A quibble so is the like first a one, fight, but tiny. We get Vision, has the Mind Stone, not Vision, Ultron has the Mind Stone, right? Wait, wait, wait before we get to Quibbles, can I just yeah. say, like, a couple of nice things? Uh, uh, I just think that, like, one sure. of the Sure, okay, re- it's time for our next section, which is Nice Things with Pete. Go ahead, Pete. I just think that, like, one of the reasons, uh, like, we weren't angry at this is they did a good job of tampering expectations. Like, the... Uh, you know, Jeffrey Wright was like in his silky voice. Was like, "This one's a heartbreaker. This one goes out to all you uh, single yeah. people out." There. No, I just felt like it was a nice, <laughs> like, "Okay, this is going to be heartbreaking. Get ready." So I really appreciated that going in, and then because it's like, "What if Ultron won?" Boo! Who cares? Fuck that. But they did a, such a nice job of making all the other heartbreaking stuff work. It so I just felt like. I wanted to kind of let that sit a little bit before we started kind of nitpicking. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Now it's time for our next section, which is quibbles with Alex. All right, right, here we go. First one. So uh, Ultron gets the Mind Stone. Thanos steps out of the portal and immediately chops him in half with the Mind Stone. Just like butter. Very cool. Very badass scene. But immediately my next thought was, wait a second, they spent the entirety of Infinity War being like, ooh, we got to get this Mind Stone out of Vision. When now, canonically, we know he could have just chopped Thanos in half at any time he wanted. That kind of defeats a little bit in my mind of what happened in Infinity War. Granted, Vision was probably not going to kill him, but at the same time, I think knowing that it's like, ah, you could have gone a different way. Well, I hear you on that because I was like, that was fast. And I see why they didn't make a whole scene of it or a whole fight of it. Yeah, there's so much more to do in the episode. Josh Brolin or something. But what I would have liked about it, uh, what I would have liked better if it was sort of a gunslinger move and he, um, uh, Ultron played dirty where he was like, ooh, who are, and he shot him uh, before he had a chance. So Thanos was caught off guard because he was just arriving on this world and listening to this person talking to him. And it, then it could have been animated that way, so we sort of get the vibe. Ultron is a dirty-dealing uh, gunslinger with a Mind Stone, and that's how he beat Thanos, rather than something that felt a little bit like, hey, we just have to get through this to get to the rest of the stuff. Also, seeing Thanos's, like gooey insides made him so much less powerful, it seemed like, moving forward. It looked um, like he didn't have organs or anything. He was just yeah, like, was a just like a big old Play-Doh guy. version mm-hmm. of himself. <laughs> are you worried? Like, are be- you... Do you feel like you lose respect for people who are goo on the inside, Pete? I do. Because I got bad I news for you. I got bad uh, news for you. We all goo. Yeah, but We're I got some goo. bones. I got some bones in there. What, what, are you, what are you trying to say here? I'm not I got a couple of them floating around in my goo. Come on, man. I got, yeah, I, you, you I got like some you, bones. You act like you're working on getting more bones in your body. You're like, I got some bones, and I don't have a lot, but I'm going to yeah. sue. Like, saw, where are you getting all these bones? saw a rat skeleton the other day. Jumped, uh, just jabbed that in my goo. <laughs> now I got more bones. <laughs> That's what I say whenever I'm hungry is jam it in my goo. <laughs> Drive through uh, Teller. <laughs> All right. That was one quibble. The other one, 
And I think the excuse here is they've been very non-specific about how this works, but how you the whole plot of this episode, how, what are superheroes? Whoa. They've never, they've never explained that. <laughs> they've really wow. done a good job of defining yeah. it. What is this? What is the Marvel universe? I don't know. Now, the, the thing, I want to meet regular heroes before I meet superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, Who are the real heroes? You know what? Firemen, I think. Well, yeah. Wow. Nice job. That's, I thought your quibble was going to be how she went about ordering pizza. Uh, for a second, I really thought, like, do you really call? No. The, pizza my quibble is actually about them? how the Infinity Stones work because. Mm. In this, we have Ultron gets the Infinity Stones, realizes there's other realities, breaks into the crystal place that the Watcher is, uh, beats him up, and is like, that's it, I'm going to destroy all of these realities. We've already seen him go into Party Thor's dimension, so clearly he has the power of the Infinity Stones there, except... In Loki, in the first episode, they make a big deal about the fact that the Infinity Stones don't seemingly work in other dimensions, and they're just a bunch of trash that's kept in somebody's drawer. So it's possible that might be a TVA thing, potentially, but at the same time, it is very weird to me that they were like, nope, Infinity Stones, not a big deal in other dimensions, don't necessarily work other places. Also, this whole thing about here's what time looks like, here's what the multiverse looks like, we're establishing what it looks like, and then they do something entirely different with the watcher and what if i agree with you because the part that the part of that that i was like is non-canonical and sort of confused about is the watcher in the marvel universe i believe there's a watcher in every dimension uh and in this there's a watch and he lives on the moon in a little house (laughs) and in this are you thinking about the little prince from outer space i don't think you're the petite prince (laughs) <laughs> yes. Are you thinking of Saint Exupéry? Oh uh, yes, of course. I, uh, you. What just happened? You did that. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> you little prince. Um, and then this, he is uh, the Watcher, is observing all realities from behind a almost like a DC Universe style source wall, which I thought mm-hmm. was a weird thing that we haven't ever had in the Marvel Universe. It's inside of a disco um, ball, guys. Come on. No, no, I Strange think, Supreme is in a disco ball. Uh, the Watcher is in a disco wall. Hall. Hall. <laughs> the much, much less popular disco wall. <laughs> Yo, DJ, turn on that disco wall. I'm blind! <laughs> I've been cut in half by Thanos. Like Thanos. Oh, man. Um, so I do think they, they made some choices that I think, I agree with you, Alex, are weird. I think you could explain away the TVA side of it with making that sort of, oh, it doesn't work out because it's out of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but does sort of set up some questions that they'll just ignore, really. I do like, though, how your kind of, like, nerd alarm went off, and you were like, ah, this can't be right. Uh, In different universes, the... uh, Yeah, I'm sorry for nerding out on our Marvel podcast that we do once a week, Pete. Apologies about that. In in fact, here here in this dimension, Pete, you're the outlier. You're Mm -hmm. the one with the, you jock. (laughs) To the point that you're saying, Justin, I don't think – I don't want to see them be like, here's why. I don't want a character to explain why it works in this place and what other. But definitely on the heels of the other, it just felt a little weird to me. And I know that 
uh, Kevin Feige apparently had a whole multiverse meeting with the Marvel staff, and they oh, laid out wow. the rules of how it works and everything. So they do have that. The question is, how much are they actually going to explain it canonically in a show or movie? I love the idea of Kevin Feige at Marvel headquarters being like slamming his fist on the desk and like, all right, we got to have a multiverse meeting. <laughs> Everybody get improv uh, group game style. All right. Everybody in the conference room. <laughs> you get the Google Calendar invite, multiverse meeting, mandatory. Yeah. Everybody and then you in, walk in and all different versions of yourself from different dimensions. Oh, You're like, oh, like this shit. is not what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I'm in trouble if it's just a bunch of me's from other dimensions. Before we move it over to the vision board, any other notes from the episode you want to call out? Pete? Uh, yeah. Nat with the shield was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I made fun of the pizza moment, but uh, the fact that like she was kind of ribbing uh, Jeremy Renner there was enjoyable. Um, and also, uh, you know, be proud of your name if your name is Francis. You know what I mean? Don't be ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Frank. I, I did like, we mentioned this earlier, but I did like the idea of Artem Zolo because it has kind of bugged me the idea that he just backed himself up once, according to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So I thought that was a nice little bit of building out the lore and potentially something they could use as an out if they want to bring him back in the live action MCU at some point in the future. Yeah, for the, the Zola heads out there. Um, yeah. I just have two two little bits. Um uh, very well, three, I guess. Uh, Watcher getting nasty with a headbutt out of the gate once he's yeah. got his uh golden armor on, he uses that big head, um, for as you should quite advantage. Yeah, um, what did you guys think of seeing when they're skipping through realities, Galactus physically taking a bite out of the galaxy? In that shot? I mean, come on, well, Ultron, you mean Ultron was taking a bite out of the reality? No, it was Galactus was there. Right? It no, looked no, no, like they were... Galactus, though. It did. I'm pretty sure it was Galactus. No, I think Watcher it was Ultron. Watcher gets blasted onto a different planet, and a, a Galactus. No, I think it was Ultron biting the planet. Are you going to check it out while we're talking? Oh, hell yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, think... they have the same sort of, like, head things going on, but I don't think yeah, they bring was Galactus into the MCU for the first time in a split-second shot in What If, right? Well, it was taking a bite out of the Milky Way. It really looked delicious. Yeah, I'd eat it. Yeah. If I could. Yeah, you, you love Milky Ways for some weird reason. Um, Come on, the other, New the other Caramel? Thing, uh, let's not. Uh, well, we've broken through Again, another reality Ron podcast. Here. Ron uh, podcast. Uh, it's fucking delicious, you asshole. Nougat, <laughs> nougat, nougat can go screw. Like There's I nothing wrong say. with the nougs. My other, the nougs. Uh, my other thing is, how often do you think Hawkeye uses that um, USB arrow? <laughs> All the time goes into an internet cafe. It's like, hey, I just got to download some porn. Shoots it right into the computer slot. Shoots it into the slot. Well, because the whole I was like, he very meticulously puts it in the port to download Arnim Sola, and then he just shoots him in the eye, and it works. Also, I was like, ah, very loose understanding of computers here. Uh, while you're looking that up, why don't we turn it to the vision board? Now, we've been talking about MCU news items the past couple of episodes, but this episode is big enough that I think we can keep it to talking about expectations for the finale, what you want to see, what you expect to see as we head into the last episode of the season of What If. Pete, what's on your vision board for the finale episode of What If Season 1? I want it to do a completely different start where it's – uh Instead of the calm Jeffrey uh, Wright, you know, it's saying he's pissed and he's he's ready to, to mess some people up and Ultron should be on the lookout. And so I just I'm hoping it's just a uh, 
or we get to see the Watcher really kind of wreck Ultron, team up, and uh, you know all the other kind of characters. Uh, hopefully, will win the day, and uh, Watcher will can can go back to being just a punk on the sideline, not doing nothing. Wow, unnecessary Watcher trashing here. He's our main character. I thought yeah. you liked Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. That's not the way you just said it. Well, I'm just saying that, like, you know, as a character, The Watcher, not my favorite. Well, you're definitely going to have at least another season of him. So there is that. Justin, while you're still looking, I'll throw out my vision board things. One is a very easy one because we're definitely going to see it. But all of these multiversal heroes teaming up, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Potential spoilers, though, it's been in the trailers and stuff. I think we're going to see Captain Carter again, probably as we talked about teaming up with this Black Widow with Arnim Zola Ultron as they try to stop him. Party Thor, Strange Supreme. T'Challa, Star-Lord, and potentially one or two others all teaming up, so that should be interesting. Uh, I'm also interested to see how it wraps up, to Pete's point, and sets up the second season that we already know is going to happen. Where does he go back to level zero and is like, well, back to watching again, all good. But the last thing that I'm very curious to see, if we see it all, this is no basis in nothing. There's nothing I've read. This is just something I was thinking about this morning while I was watching the episode. I do wonder if, first of all, there's going to be a post-credit scene on this. And two, I wonder if the post-credit scene will be live action. And the reason Mm, I throw that out there is, first of all, there have been some rumors about maybe Strange Supreme showing up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So that seems like a pretty easy lift there. But it's also a way of sending the shot across the bow to MCU fans who may or may not have been tuning into what if because it's animated and says, no, 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 nope. This is just as important as everything else. It ties into everything else. And you do that by having Haley Atwell walk out as Captain Carter in that post credit scene, or you have Benedict Cumberbatch physically show up or something like that. It is Ultron. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. Galactus. I have it here as well. It's Ultron. Gotcha. That's way less fun. No, it but isn't. Yes, fun. you are right. <laughs> I wish it, it was is Galactus. weird. He's biting the, the Milky Way like Galactus. I guess maybe yeah. that's the implication. That he's There's not a lot of other ways you could bite the Milky Way. Also, Galactus doesn't usually bite you stuff. Could use a he straw. just sort of sinks into it with his. He eats it with his feet. He has little yeah. mouths in his feet, and that's how he eats planets. Wow. Put your mouth away and eat with your feet, says my bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, very strange across uh, many fronts uh, here with this Ultron Galactus moment. But um, yes, uh, the gathering of the forces, I think, is going to be fun in this last episode. Uh, I'm, I would be surprised if they did a live action thing. That feels like a weird move, like a... Jumping from animation to live action in a show that's been all animated would be strange to me. Uh, Absolutely. I I honestly don't even think it'll necessarily happen, but it is the sort of thing that if it did happen, it would hype people through the roof for this episode of What If, which is always something that they want to do. But we'll see. Just Doctor Strange watching it on like a in like a portal or something. Yeah, mm. being like, oh. and he's like, huh? I thought the Watcher would have used the word intervene. <laughs> <laughs> Is Strange Supreme just Doctor Strange with sour cream on it? On <laughs> sour cream, <laughs> guacamole, uh, sprinkling of cheese. No, you gotta um, pay extra for the guac. You can't. Just oh, you pay extra, but you gotta pay extra for the guac. It brings the whole thing together. Wow, here's the question that finally tears the three of us apart. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about the MCU. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and all the other podcasts we alluded to over the course of this episode. <laughs> Until next time, stay marvelous. What if... Thank <laughs> you.